Welcome to the build-up on Balls.ie in association with Labrooks. Please bet responsibly. Visit dunlui.net for further information. partnership with Ladbrokes where we get you hyped up for all the big events of the sporting weekend and yesterday we spoke to uh, Jason Quigley who's got a big fight coming up himself but uh, he was obviously looking ahead to Fury and Wilder who uh, take uh, fight this weekend in Las Vegas so you can check that out on our feed or on our YouTube page but there's another big event this weekend and that is Stephen Kenny needing a first competitive win as Ireland manager as Ireland travelled to Azerbaijan to Baku and Kevin Doyle, who joins us as usual, uh, Labrooks ambassador. Kevin, what Stephen Kenny really needed this week was um, a build-up that included lots more controversy and uh, yeah. COVID vaccination discussion, and then a couple of lads getting sick uh, the morning before the game. That's it's kind of the type of thing that like it's actually a quiet camp uh, the week before a game by Ireland by Stephen Kenny standards. Yeah, no, it's normal. Um, I was just looking at uh, some of the interviews yesterday and everything. It's never straightforward, is it? Um, that's international week and that's something you know I, I suppose another thing that he used to get used to as a manager you know had different managers over the years of Ireland and there's always something you know in the week leading up to it might be about a player who's not in the squad or something's happened at club level whatever it might be but there's always drama or manufactured drama and that's something the manager just needs to deal with and he seems to in fairness it's something he wouldn't have been used to I'd imagine that sort of intense focus one of the maybe negatives of his appointment was he, he'd never been under as much pressure as he would be in this job, whereas, as we spoke about before, other managers just would have been running the mill for him. So, but um, he should be used to it at this stage because it seems to be a year constant of him dealing with some sort of story. Can you talk to me about the dynamics of a, a dressing room when something like this is there? Like, I mean, this is a once in a lifetime issue that we have going on here with vaccination but it's looking like at least nine or ten by what they're talking about irish guys Callum robinson's the only one who's come out of it he's getting hit over the head about it which is ridiculous considering it's more england are staying quiet about what it is we're hearing that most 13 of the 20 premier league teams say they've got less than 50 percent right so you would imagine for the people who are getting the vaccination it's something that is taken quite seriously you know that there's a concern there about what's going on in the world and so and then there's a lot of other people who aren't any less serious i would disagree with them obviously strongly but yeah. the, i know where they're i don't know where they're coming from to be honest but what i mean is that they they feel strongly about it in a way does that kind of like that kind of thing could create a divide uh, um in a dressing room or are players just not interested in that kind of real life stuff and are more interested in just having a bit of banter and going out and playing the game yeah, I don't know. Listen, I'm not in that dressing room. I don't know. With Callum Robson, just specifically, specifically on that one, he's had COVID twice. So I suppose when you're filling out them forms and doing everything like that, if you've had COVID, you're meant to be immune. So I don't know why he's getting sick for it. He's had it twice now. He couldn't be more immune to the bloody thing at this stage. Um, a vaccine's not going to do anything for him. Whereas the others, um, I don't know their stories or what's the, what's the situation behind them. You don't know the personal situations. I know every year, just in talking about vaccines, we'd be offered flu vaccines at the club, and it was probably about the same 50-50. People would have, players would have issues, not with the actual taking of the vaccine, but the, how they, they would have previous where they say, I took a flu vaccine and I didn't feel right for months afterwards regarding energy levels and my performance on the pitch. Now, that might be psychological or not psychological, but it's a genuine issue. Um, mm. If you're a player and you know that, listen, I had a flu vaccine two years ago and I wasn't right for six months, or a couple of months I didn't feel I had the same energy levels or whatever it might be. Um, that's going to, you're going to be hesitant. I don't know the situation these players' minds. Um, you know, for me, I just go, you know, to 
whether I thought I agreed with it or didn't agree with it, I'd just be like, you know what, I'm taking it because it was just tick a box and save the hassle of, you know yeah. what, not the big deal. I don't think um, there's a big deal in taking it, but I can understand if a player has had, as I said, a flu vaccine previously and didn't feel right after. It might be only psychological, but you're looking for every age and every percentage and to feel it takes from their performance and they're fit and young and healthy and they think they have no risk from COVID. Um, that's their, I'd imagine, their thought process on it. Yeah, and look, I mean, we can leave other conversations to be the rights and wrongs of it, and I don't know if there's any need for us to go into it quite now, but one thing I was thinking about is Stephen Kenny's role, and you're talking about the types of pressure that he has on and, and how that was always going to be a big test. One of the things we've talked about with him in the past is that Trapatoni, O'Neill, you know, press conferences where they're like, you know, oh, what am I supposed to do? Our players are all crap. We have to, <laughs> we have to do. And our players weren't crap uh, at that time. Uh, certainly not. But that was the attitude was always, look, I have to play a certain way because we don't have the players for it. And Kenny, one of the things that players like about him, one of the things that pundits like about him is that, you know, he's he defends. He thinks that we're better than people think we are. It's the, uh, not the opposite as it was in the past he's in a very awkward situation here because he wants to kind of come out and say, look, I think we should be getting the vaccine. I've got two jabs. I absolutely, I would encourage them all to, but at the same time, I will defend Callum Robinson because he's my player. And that is a fine balancing act for a manager because he needs to know that both Robinson or Robinson and all of the other guys in that squad who are going to come under more and more pressure as time goes on, that he has their back while also openly disagreeing with them. It's a weird one, isn't it? Yeah, again, that's manager job. There's so many things you have to get a fine balance and act as a manager, uh, you know, in everything, performances afterwards and how you criticize or don't criticize and when you give them a nudge and when you don't. Um, and this is the same sort of thing. All you can do is guide them. Listen, lads, I think it's a good idea, but at the end of the day, it's their choice, their bodies, their whatever, and you decide what you put in it. Um, I can only guide and I can only advise. And the doc, I'm sure the doctor the international team, the doctor the club's teams, um, I would imagine, is, you know, advise them that probably ideal that they would get one but you know at the end of the day it's not against the law not to it's only a recommendation and it's their choice and you know you have to look at it from their point of view as well listen we're not it's it's all right for us we don't have to go out and run around for 90 minutes next week or the week after um and if they if they have a feeling that in the past they've had a vaccine and they have been that edge taken off their performance. And it has it definitely had this conversation with players over the flu vaccine. They're not, I'm not getting the flu vaccine. I don't feel well after I didn't play well for months after. So players are like that. And, you know, could be just psychological, but you're trying to get every little edge. And if that's how they feel and it's not the law and there's only advice, well, then that's, you know, there, there's no point in, you know, having a lynch mob and going after these lads. It's, you yeah. know, it's the whole society. It's not just footballers. You know, I, I saw, I don't know, a headline today, something about, you know, well, no wonder fo- people think footballers are stupid. Well, Listen, that's a very generalistic thing to come out yeah. with. Players are making these decisions. We don't know why, what the reason is behind it. So we can't just come out with a big overall statement like that. Um, and it's, 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 you know, there is a small percentage population for other reasons don't want to take the vaccine. But, um, you know, I'd imagine in the, in the sporting sense, it's nothing to do with the vaccine. It's to do with their performance on the pitch. And that's why they, they, they're feeling they don't want to take that one or two percent. Might, as I said, just be purely psychological, but they're looking for every edge. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's yeah. Look, they're going to miss games because of it, and I wish that was seen as just as important. But look, yeah, mark that. And I agree with you on not lynching people. I think some of the some of the like there was a lot worse going on in the in in the country on Tuesday and Wednesday than um than Callum Robinson admitting something that we kind of knew anyway when he missed the last game. Um, yeah. you know, and 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 it, it definitely was a bit of a lynch mob. But then, like on the other side, of it, Shane Long, I know has the vaccine and he missed the last game. 
So yeah. 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 it doesn't automatically mean you're going to pass a COVID test. Um, it's just, you know, it's, um, it's, a, it's, it's, you know, you're just trying to do the best thing and try to hope for the, check as many boxes you can like and everything. And um, it's, it's one we can't discuss how another person decides no. for whatever reason. We don't know the reason behind it. So it's a really hard one to, to, to accuse or have a go at any player. Um, yeah. Or, or person, but, you know, you, you know, the majority um, seem to, uh, you know, I don't know the exact number of the squad. Was it? Did it come out? How many? Do no, no, it's not. The, the, okay. Kenny's kind of saying it's around sort of nine or ten without without putting a number on it. That was a, that was a number put to him by somebody else, and he kind of broadly agreed with it. So we don't know the actual number now. Um, look, I, I think I think that's um, it's a, you know it's fairly well put, and there's always a balance to these things, and there's always a bit, a bit of a middle ground. On Robinson himself, actually, I was thinking like you know his performances off the bench. Um, in the last in the last couple of games, would suggest to me that he has a big part to play um, tomorrow night. It'll be interesting to see what kind of team um, Kenny goes with. There's reports this morning that Adam Ida and Jason Knight, unfortunately, who's back in the squad, obviously, are currently locked in their room in Baku with high temperatures and sick, but but have fe- have have tested negative so far, at least to COVID. But it could, look, there's other illnesses out there, yeah. and uh, they're not training, and they'd be obviously two big big losses as well. But there's so many selection issues and we can get into them and stuff, but we need a win. Don't we? You know, like we, we talk about this all the time, but this is away from home. This would be one that would be seen as a good win, regardless of what sort of form we're in. And we just need to go into, you know, the, have that next run of games. We're playing a friendly, obviously. Then there's a, there's a, there's a run of club games again before the next international break. And we just need a little bit of positivity, don't we? For the, the yeah. before the bigger camp that's to come. And we're thinking like this is a way to Azerbaijan at our, at our best over the years. This is, yeah. you know, not an easy game. You know, everyone who's over with Azerbaijan, you know, you expect to beat them at home. Away from home is a totally different story. It's not easy. Um, so, you know, talk about a win. I go back to basics. You know what? We haven't had a clean sheet. I don't know. We don't seem to believe in clean sheets anymore. It doesn't seem to be an issue as long as we're playing lovely football. That's all that matters. Um, I go back to basics in this one. We can still play decent football, but lads, we need a clean sheet. I'll be hammered at home in interviews. be hammered at home. We need to. You know, our strongest point historically been defensively solid. We need a clean sheet, go away from home, and then hope we're not going. We're not, you know, putting up trees and scoring goals. It's been an issue not just now but over a number of years. So go away from home and get a clean sheet, and then hope to nick a goal and win a game. And um, you know, and, and it's it's all it's a it's uh, we're all about when do you draw the line between criticizing the manager but also believing in what he's doing we've had this this conversation before and and i i feel there's a, there's a case for both there i believe i like what he's doing i like how we're trying to play but i'd also love him to just nail down a few simple issues you know going away and getting a clean sheet away from home there's nothing wrong with that there's nothing wrong with having a nice solid defensive performance it doesn't always have to be fabulous football we don't always have to be playing it out from the back for 90 minutes you try to build on that you try to build results build confidence you know go out there Try keep a clean sheet and try get a goal and try play at times. Try play the right football and we will. We have the players. All those players. Talk about changing the style of football and and how well they play over the years. All these players are young players who've been brought up through their clubs playing decent football. So it comes natural to them. You don't have to. It's not. It's not going out there and trying to reinvent the wheel for them. They've all been brought yeah. up playing out from the back playing good football. That would come naturally. Um, but just getting a decent shape about them, real solidness, going away, building confidence in a group. So he doesn't have to be building confidence in a manager. So he doesn't have to be answering these questions all the time. That every press conference isn't a disaster for him. That he can go out, say, listen, we got something away from Azerbaijan. Start, even if it's a draw, if it's nil-nil, we got something away from home. 
but just, you know, I'd love to see a good, solid defensive performance and still play some good football from the back, but not be so open, wide open, especially away from home, that we can build on something from this and get some confidence in that group of players because they can't keep going on. It's a young group of players. They can't keep going and going and going and saying we're building something and training's great and yet we're doing it. They have to, naturally in life, you need some confidence. Players, teams are the exact same. They can't go on. It's a year now where they're getting mullered from everyone. And I'd love to see them you know, just come out and get something here and just start building, little building blocks, not looking for a fabulous 3 4 nil away from home win tomorrow, just the building blocks and, and go from there and start, start somewhere, start now. Yeah, so our best performances under Kenny have probably been the Slovakia playoff, which, like yeah. you know, we led the playoffs, the Portugal game. In in some ways, the two Serbia games, obviously the the the, the goals went in pretty quickly in the, um, you know, but the, we obviously went one 0 up and stuff in, in in the away game. But you know, played well, I think, in in all the games against the bigger teams, but have really struggled against the what would you describe as teams below our level or at our level right so where wherever Azerbaijan are it's it, it's hard to say at the moment I remember there was criticism in between the like you know the the, the three at five two seemed to be the way we were going with things uh, in the last camp in the last um window and great for Portugal and Serbia but probably not inventive enough for home to Azerbaijan but the way you're talking I'm wondering are you thinking do you know what we actually need solidity more than we need flair and maybe we stick to that system that has that little bit more solidity. Yeah, we're missing a few. Like Seamus Coleman has gone as well. I'm just interested in what players he plays in there. I would go for solidity away from home. I would go with the tree at the back. Like you're trying to build and players get used to something. If you keep switching and chopping and changing, you want to get players yeah. used to being beside each other, especially at the back. You're talking about clean sheets. Like we, we played well against Serbia away, but we conceded three goals. We played well against Portugal away, but we conceded two goals. We conceded away to Andorra. Yeah, against Luxembourg, like you know, it's not just the good team scoring against us. So you just want a bit of consistency, maybe in teams, especially in that back five. You know, it's difficult with injuries, and and the two in the middle that are supporting them and sitting in there. Um, you know, that was one that I think in the last game against Azerbaijan, where we changed it from from such a good performance away to uh, to Portugal and, and players playing really well in the positions. We went and we, we had a chance to play the same, very similar team and we didn't. We made a few changes and I know there was reasons, I'm sure he had for that, but I thought it was a chance for us, after all the changes over COVID, to stick with a, a similar starting 11 for players to be confident with players beside them, to know, sort of start to get that, um, you know, not have to think about what someone's doing, what Shea Tuffy's doing, what Seamus Coleman's doing, what Matt is doing, you know they're there, you know beside you. So um, I'd like us to stick with something you know, I'm not too, I'm not too, you know, fussed on whether we play three to back or four to back, but just yeah. have a bit of consistency. You know, there's so many changes and so much going on that to try to get a clean sheet, especially, I would stick with three to back. Um, you know, but if you go to four back, it's fine. They've all been brought playing, yeah. I know it, but just it's for me just to get a sort of consistent sort of lineup, shape, style. Um, and I thought Shane Duffy was very good. You know, it's nice to see him back in there. I think he's probably better in a, in a four to back. In fairness, if you're going to play at four to back, so I'm not. That's not the end of the world for me regarding the formation. I'm not too. You can you can be solid with a four to back. It's not. You know, you don't have to be playing three five two to be solid or three five one one or whatever. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I'm not too hung up about it. Just try to get a consistent team out there. You know, we seem to make so many changes. I know a few are enforced, but they weren't enforced the last day. We made the changes, so. Um, you know, we don't know who's going to be fit now. We don't know what the story is for tomorrow night regarding that. So yeah. we'll be taking out hands again. But um, you know, when I say solid as well, I don't. I don't mean like that. Doesn't mean 
Yeah, Gavin Bazuna, and everyone sits back and he just pumps it yeah. off at me. So I'm being solid as we're not so open. We, we're, we're tough to play against. You know, you look at those games and there was nothing said about all those goals conceded and everyone was great and everyone was brilliant. But sometimes you just say, you know what, we played really well, but we shouldn't be conceding two goals to Portugal. We shouldn't be conceding three goals. To, we didn't play that well against Serbia. I remember the manager saying how brilliant performance was. Well, it wasn't if we conceded three goals. Um, so just... I know he has to support the players, and I love the way he always talks up the players. We spoke about that. He always talks them up. But there's times you have to say, you know what, great performance, but conceding three goals isn't a great performance, is it? Yeah. It's not a great defensive performance. So, And we have good defenders. Um, one thing we definitely have, good goalkeeper, good defenders, experienced players as well. We've young players all over the pitch, but not in defence. So just put a bit more pressure on the team and on those defenders to keep a clean sheet. Um, some of the some soft goals have gone in. You know, Get back to, yeah, train's great and all that, lads, but we need to work on set pieces. We're passing a brilliant training, but any chance of us not conceding from a set piece or closing yeah. players in when they're going to shoot? You know, just the very basics of football, which I spoke with you before, we seem to be, have gone past them to, to working so much on our style of play that that's been forgotten about. Um, and, and they are the real basics that get you results away from home in San Suez. And that's the stuff we're going to have to be good at. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned the the constant changing and most of it not being Stephen's fault, and obviously Lacoman out this time. We've one or two more missing as well. Malumbi suspended, but there isn't there isn't as much. We'll see what happens with yeah. Knight and Anita, obviously. But if they were to be there, it does feel like at last that there's a sense of a lot of these guys. It's the sheer number of matches more than anything else. Yeah. The look hasn't got any better. They've started to kind of develop some partnerships. Bazuna's had a run now. Egan is at a run. He wasn't playing for a good bit. He was he missed a few games during the early stages. Duffy is back in the team. Doherty's played almost every game. Josh Cullen has really established himself in midfield. So on, so forth. All the way. Ida, obviously, if he plays. Yeah. Um, I like I do get I got the sense anyway in the Serbia game that these guys are a lot more in tune with each other than they had been. Um, now you can't take too much from a good performance, but that does matter as a player. Just you, you become better the more you play with same or similar guys over the course of, you know, however, however, like you know, you're talking ten games, but it's over the course of well over a year. Yeah, and some of those players, like like Adam Ida, like he was, he was really good coming in the last couple of games. Very good at holding the ball, up. but he's probably played more games for his country now than he has yeah. done for his club. Do you know yeah. what? Really tough ask for him, and this is why I feel for Stephen Kenny and why I think he should be left. I think he should be left to get on with it. And I, I still criticise him for different things, but the inexperience of the players he had to deal with, he hasn't had the same squad of players other managers have had. So you have to give him, you have to give him a break for that and let him, you know, let him get on with it. You know, Adam, you know, all those players you list out there, most of them not playing at club level, are getting a lot of experience from international football. Um, and and I, I know for myself, it took me ten games feel comfortable at international football, even start to feel comfortable and, and mm. you know, so it's 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 a really tough ask what he's what he's had to do. I know some of us self he got rid of a few experienced players very quickly and brought in younger players. You hope that starts to pay off for him now. They did start to look a lot more comfortable, you know, Ida in, in particular to me looked to look to be, you know, to begin with I thought he, he didn't offer a whole lot in those games. And in the last few games he's played, he's held it up really well. He's looked stronger, he's looked fitter, he's looked a lot more confident player. He just needs a goal now to sort of put the icing on the cake in his performances for Ireland. Maybe staying around the box a little bit more. He ends up, that's a tough role. He sort of up front in his own a lot of the time. It's a tough role. You do end up out wide. You do end up holding up and bringing other people into the play and then not being in the box then because because of that to, to try score yourself. But just be a little bit more selfish at times. But um, yeah, they have all those players 
the fact was, come on, the Vols started with no caps and all of a sudden, in a year, they've had a year of, of gaining their experience on the flow with no experienced players around them. It's been really mm-hmm. difficult. They've had to learn on the job um, and not really come into it with a big club career behind them. So, yeah, all those, those are the reasons why Stephen has been given time and people are giving him the benefit of doubt and the same with me because he has had to deal with a, a squad that isn't at the same depth, same quality. Um, but they are getting to a stage now where they all have 10, 12 caps. They all have experience. They're starting to get games at club level. Especially our back four or five, whatever it might be, they're an experienced back four or five. Bazuna and goal really looks to really even Kelleher as well. You know, I would I would say, you know, Bazuna's brilliant, brilliant the last day, great saves. I would say Kevin Keller's even a better goalkeeper from what I've seen. So we've we've a great problem there going forward. Um yeah, so there's positives in it, but and, and those young players now have the caps mix. So yeah. starting to get to a stage now, listen, they have the experience, you've played them now, and now you know, we start to see, maybe hope to see some bear some fruit. Hopefully. Uh, so a clean sheet and a goal from, uh, the clean sheet's your biggest desire. Mine is yeah. a goal from someone that isn't the centre half. <laughs> and you find those two and we've got our first competitive win under yeah. Stephen Kenny. We're not asking for that, are we? No. But, uh, <laughs> One yeah, I'm, I'm the centre forward and I'm asking for a clean sheet. That's pretty boring for me, but it's just, you know, I want to see, you need to start somewhere, you know, positive. Also performs with a clean sheet and a goal. Yeah, you're right. A goal from one of our forward players. You know, yeah. I'd love it to be the centre forward, get a goal or two. Um, but it's not going to be easy. Going no. to Azerbaijan is not easy. And, it, you know, a big game for them too. So, um, tough for them. I hope these players aren't, you know, ruled out now as well. And that he gets, you know, mm-hmm. as well, losing another few players. So, um, again, never, never a dull moment in the Ireland sport. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. It's not part of Ladbrokes one two three, which I'm going to bring you quickly through in a second. But uh, if you were to pick a score in Ireland, Azerbaijan, um, we go with what we just said: one nil away win. One nil away win with a goal from Ida. We'll say we'll give him the goal. Or Troy yeah. Parrott. Yeah. There we go. Ladbrokes one two three. Though Kevin is uh, is on this week. This is where people can play for free on the Ladbrokes app or on Ladbrokes.com. Right now, they just pop on. They pick the score in the three games that are provided. If you, uh, it's absolutely free to play. If you pick one uh, correctly, you get a one euro free bet. If you pick two correctly, you get a five euro free bet. And if you get all three, you win a hundred euro cash. Kevin is going to quickly tell us the score in uh, Saturday five o'clock. First of all, Scotland at home to Israel. These international ones are really easy to do, Kevin, aren't they? Yeah, and this is the first time I'm seeing these, so you're catching me out. <laughs> uh, Scotland at home to Israel. Give the Scots a home win, two one. 2-1, I love it, okay. Uh, Andorra, uh, you know, as you said, scored against Ireland. They won uh, uh, their home to England. Uh, nice, yeah. easy game for them. Um, England will probably make a load of changes, won't they? I'll go for a 4-0 away win. 4-0, there you go. And finally, yeah. our neighbours, Northern Ireland, travel to Switzerland. This is a bloody tough game for them. Um yeah. Yeah, lots lots of positivities, but not 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 quite the results so far for um for them. But this is this is surely a, a Switzerland win you would expect. Yeah, always you know Switzerland are just good, aren't they? No matter like what team, what players you know they have, and um, you might know nothing about them, but you just know they're going to be a very good solid international team. Um, I'm going to go. Yeah, sorry, Northern Ireland, we're going to have to go for a Switzerland two nil. 
There you go. Labrooks 1-2-3. You can play yourself now. Kevin's gone for Scotland to beat Israel 2-1. Andorra to lose 4-0 at home to England and Switzerland to beat Northern Ireland 2-0. You can play for free on labrooks.com now. Just pick the scores in the three games. If you get one right, you get a one euro free bet. If you get two, you get a five euro free bet. And if you get all three, you win a hundred euro cash. And Kevin, to be honest, the, uh, the international ones are way harder than the Premier League ones, but we never win the Premier League ones anyway. So just throwing in an old score in there is it's worth doing anyway. Wasn't too bad last weekend. It was close no. enough. Didn't get You're very close on Liverpool City. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, yeah, it's a tough one. You can get the results. It's just getting the goals the problem, but sure, that's why it's a free bet. Exactly, exactly. Um, enjoy the Ireland game if that's what you do. You're going up to uh, Dundalk tonight as well. Dundalk, big Rovers tonight, yeah. Be a good um, game. Should be a good game, yeah. Dundalk showed a little bit of form after a tough season so far, mm. but they've just dragged themselves out of the relegation sort of playoff place, I think, and uh, Rovers are cruising, in fairness, to another league title without playing brilliantly. So, yeah, I'm doing that game tonight, and I'll be watching, sitting watching um, at home the Ireland game tomorrow night. Yeah, so. as, Ireland, as Ireland break the, the Stephen Kenny competitive win duck and beat Azerbaijan away, which is not as easy as we're making out at all, yes. as Kevin has pointed out at pains many, many times. So, um, I'll just I'll take the heat for that one if, uh, if Ireland don't get the win, Kevin. But thanks a million for joining us, and we'll chat to you next week. Cheers, mate. Thanks a million uh, to Kevin. As always, we'll be back with more build-up. Um, of course, next week, we'll talk to Kevin. We have Stephen Ferris on the rugby and lots more as well. If you're having a bet on football or anything else, of course, over the course of the weekend, please gamble responsibly. Visit dunlouis.net for more information. And we'll be back with you very soon.